Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. Um, did you know dogs are good? And I'm Sebastian. I'm Andy Schossler, and you can only drink one coffee at a time. That's, that is not true. Oh, no, you can have two different ones, but you can only have one to your lips at, at any one time. As long as you don't mind spilling stuff on you, I guess. Like, you could down two coffees. like that Then you're once. not really drinking it. Then you're making, like, coffee bukkake porn. Yes, that's that's yeah. what I do. That's my thing. <laughs> um, Alex isn't here because um, he, just, he literally just ran out of the studio. He's running late this week, so he's just not here. <laughs> I gotta go, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, what were you going to bring to the table today, Andrew? So I've been... Stan has an incredible selection of television shows. Oh, yeah. So overseas listeners, Stan's Netflix, but Australian aren't. Yeah. We also have Netflix, but yeah. I mean, where I, I know a few people, and I certainly did before um, uh, before they identified the geo-blocking, um, watched Netflix through through a VPN so I could get access to all the um, shows available in the States. A lot bigger selection than mm. on the Australian Netflix. But Stan, for some reason, in Australia, has the rights to a lot of stuff and a lot of good British shows too. Mm. One in particular that I've been watching recently is called uh, Friday Night Dinners. I think I've heard of that one actually. It stars yeah. uh, Tamsin Grieg, who mm. is Fran from Black Books. Oh yeah, yeah. It has um, God, I forget his name. Whatever Rosenthal, who is um, Marcus from Plebs. Okay, that I don't know. You've lost and me. It yeah. has, um, and it has the. I, I also should have looked up his name. <laughs> I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, the guy with the glasses from in, the Inbetweeners. Oh, the one that apparently looks like me, according... Yeah, you do kind of look yeah, similar. According yeah, to uh, Julie, we've had on a few times, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So, so they all play a, a Jewish family, and the whole, the whole premise of, of the sitcom is it's Friday night, and it's dinner at their parents' place. That sounds awful. It's, no, it's, but, as but it's no, no, great. Perpetually being at your parents' place for dinner, I mean, sounds awful. No, but it's, but it's actually a wonderful show. And it, it's a traditional sitcom where, you know, Crazy stuff happens. They have an awful, creepy neighbor who just shows up at the most inappropriate times. Um, they, their father is this weird guy who always has his shirt off because he's always hot, mm. uh, and he's just inappropriate as well, but in a, in a lovable way where he doesn't he doesn't realize he's being awkward. So what, what was it called again? Friday night dinners. And it's, is it newish or is it old now? And like uh, it's, it's been it? around for a few years. Still being made? Or? 2016. As far as I know, there, okay. there are four seasons available on Stan and I think there's a fifth um, that has been made. Okay. so yeah. And it is pretty funny. It's fun. I, I, okay. I like it. I like it. It doesn't even go heavy into the Jewish humour, mm. which it could, um, but it's 
it's just a very entertaining show. It's it it's nice to see something focused for a change that isn't trying to make a big point. It's just having fun. This is a little oh, it's a little bit related, a little bit off topic. Did you ever watch that talk show, The Kumars at number? Uh, what number was 42? it? Forty uh, two. Forty two is what I was thinking, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was just going um, Hitchhiker's Guide with the forty two. I, th- I I must have seen snippets. I don't think I ever sat down to watch an episode of it. That was it was, um, but it, but it was funny. A sitcom esque talk yes. show. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that show. But just the idea of being around for dinner that just reminded me of that for some reason. But yeah, but that was that was definitely a talk show just with a cast of actors around the setting. But that was that was a fun show too. It's very much that sort of thing. Yeah, and I've been watching a bit of Forty Towers as well. I actually never nice seen classic. Faulty Towers. I just, somehow I just avoided it. Do yourself a fa- if you have Stan, do yourself a favor yeah. and catch a few episodes. I, I have Watch Stan. It. What I like is time. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite episode in season two is Waldorf Salad. Okay. Watch that one. That name's familiar for some reason. Yeah. Is it, it's probably just an actual thing, that salad? A Waldorf Salad. Yeah. Very much an actual salad. There's apples and walnuts in it. Apples, walnuts, yeah. celery, grapes in a mayonnaise sauce. Oh, okay. I took a dive. <laughs> I've been watching, well, gotten back into Star Trek Discovery. Okay. I enjoyed season one. Season two came out. I watched the first episode and was like, eh, I'll give it some time. It's on Netflix here and it gets a weekly release. And I well, think it's a, it's a Netflix show, isn't it? It is or Netflix. Here. I think it's CVS in the States. Is it under license from C- Like, Is, I is think it Netflix so. produced? Netflix says it's a Netflix original. Okay. So they have some hand in it, but I know it airs on TV. In the states, right? Because we're getting it drip-fed week to week, but right. in in time with them. But it's CBS and uh, Netflix working yes. in partnership for yeah. So I yeah watched the first episode of the season. I was like, yeah, it's fine, but just never had the drive to go back. And then just through the YouTube algorithms, I was brought some <laughs> clips, and it looked like, and it still looks like they haven't confirmed yet that they might be drip feeding us the Borg from next gen right. into this series. And I was right. like, all right, I like the Borg. You have my attention. Let's see where this goes. Started got it back. Got back into it. Um, effectively, the season two story is so Michael's the main character. She is Spock's stepsister, I think, mm-hmm. or half sister, or whatever. Spock has gone missing from the Enterprise, and this is in the time where Captain Pike is the captain. So Kirk is. Well, we haven't even seen him. So whether yeah. he's not even on the ship yet, as like a lieutenant or or not, I don't know. He's not there. Okay. But Spock's the science officer. He's not. He's not the. He's not number one or anything. He's just on the ship. He goes missing, and Pike has found these weird anomalies in space through the Enterprise. And because the Discovery is a lot more advanced than the Enterprise is, because it is. Yep, it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, he commandeers their ship legally. Like he's like he okay. takes over for the thing, and he becomes the captain of the Discovery. And firstly, the captain, the, the actor that plays Pike, is incredible. He. I liked the guy that played Pike in the J.J. Abrams reboots. Yeah. He actually looks like a young version of him too. Like yeah. it's crazy how good the casting was in that regard. But Okay. So he takes so is, over. Is this the premise of season two? Yes. The entirety of season two? So he's taken over. He's very affable. Like you love him. Like he's not like it's, right. no, it's never a thing of him like playing against the team. He's not like the new boss in town. Like they play Pike like how he should be. He's, he's, a, he's a hero. He's great. So they go hunting for Spock and in, along this um, – this whole adventure, they find this, trying to find this. So there's these seven signals that have appeared in space and they, they know Spock went looking for them and they go and find them. And every time they go to one of these places, some event happens and they get caught up in it and they end up helping people. And they're like, get to the point where like, every time we go to this place, these places, we're there at like the perfect time to be able to assist these people. So they start thinking it's, okay. it's not a storyline yeah. thing. It, there's, yeah. like, there's, there's like a plot, like yeah. why are we here at these times? What, what, why is this setting up for us? And, 
ends up being some time travel element, blah, blah, blah. That's all fine. It's well done. But they find this sphere in space, this big red sphere, and it turns out it's sentient and it's about to collapse and they end up uploading whatever information they got off the sphere onto the Discovery. Um, and then this thing collapses and dies and they've got it onto their ship. And it is effectively they learn to find out it's artificial intelligence. Okay. And there's this program out there called Control. And Control has <laughs> – it's this computer that it's trying to – I'm, so, I'm sorry, you say control and all I can think of is get, get smart. And yeah, exactly. Chaos, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the anti-program. Yeah. <laughs> um, control is is a form of AI but doesn't have full sentience yet. Okay. And it's trying to get that. So what it's doing is now trying to get to the discovery to get the information it has off the sphere so it can fully realise its intelligence and uh-huh. conquer the universe. And the way it controls being played is it's – as the story goes on, it's getting more and more advanced. It's delving into nanotech and it's taking over people internally through nanotech. They can't be killed. Their bodies are repairing themselves, but it has full control over them. And it's being played like the Borg, but they're not calling it the Borg yet. Interesting. And it's saying lines like, I think the, the Borg have the line from Next Gen of like, um, resistance is futile. And there's some other line where it's, you will be assimilated. Oh, no, no. I mean, yeah. like, sorry. Oh, okay. in, but the, the, the version in this is, oh, right. instead of saying resistance is futile, um, it's like, oh, it has some line about, like, yeah, um, fighting back is pointless. Or some better okay, phrase okay. than that. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's, usually, it's speaking in parallels to what they did then. Okay. And it's hunting. And the fact that it came from this big sphere and the Borg ships are cubes and spheres as well. Like, there's, like, little parallels. And, like, Very it could be this thing, but we, it could be completely different as well. So is this the Borg origin story? That's what it looks like. But... It's the same thing as well that the way they take over, like they shoot people in the eyes and infect them. They put the little right. pipes in their in their necks and inject them and slowly turn them into Borg as well. Like it's using a lot of similar tactics and it speaks kind of similarly, but it's also it's calling itself control and it's not actually a life form yet. It's a program, so it's like it's getting to the stage where one day it might become a life form. Very interesting. Yeah, and it's really well done. And they delve into um a group of Starfleet called Sector 31, which is effectively that they're black ops. Mm-hmm. And the, the control is by the, I'm up to episode 11 or 12, and I think there's 13 in the season. There's one more okay. from where I am. Okay. And by that stage, Sector 31 is completely just control. So okay. currently the Enterprise and the Discovery are being chased by like 40 different ships through space <laughs> and they can't get a comm out. And they're trying to work out how the fuck to get rid of their ship because as of my episode, they've tried to destroy the Discovery but the program won't let them self-destruct. Oh, so, it, so this 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 plot is is what season two is all about, yep. about this AI. That's what they did in season one too. They okay. tell one story. They they, they tell in like four to five episode arcs of here's a little bit here, here's this bit here, here's this bit here, but it all tells one story. So season one was all about the Klingon war. Okay. But it also, for five episodes, they're in a parallel universe where the Terran Empire is a thing and okay. people are bad. So, but they, they, they go through all these conventions, but it's all the one story, whereas this one is... Yeah, like tell like here's you know we're hunting with this time traveler. We're doing this. We're doing that. But it's all one. So does it work? I love it. Okay, I haven't seen Discovery season one mm. at all. Like I've seen maybe half of the the first episode, and I wasn't wasn't enjoying it. The reviews at the time, you know, were, were sort of panning it and saying it's not real Star Wars, uh, not real Star Trek, mm. um, and it doesn't it do, it doesn't feel right. Watch the Orville instead. So if I was to jump into it, should I go back and start Discovery from the yeah. very start? The, 
the first two or three episodes, you're going to hate a lot of the characters. Not because okay. they're badly acted, but because most of them are portrayed as jerks to start off with. Okay. Because you're coming in with Michael as the outsider. She's half bloody um, Kl- not Klingon, half um, Vulcan. So she's a little bit right. rough around the edges to start with. Everyone's kind of fighting counter to her and all that. It's half of the first three or four episodes, three or so episodes. And then you get into the rhythm and you discover, oh, that guy that's a prick's actually really nice. And they start playing down his dickheadedness and making okay. him all lovable. And you get, you fall in with the characters that way. But I honestly, I, I really, really like it. I thought at first, I was like, oh, I don't think it's going to be that good. But then I watched it and it's, it's very well made. Very, it looks great. And the stories are, they're so elevated compared to normal Star Trek. I don't know why there's so much backlash. My only thought is people are complaining that the lead's a girl. I'm like, Janeway was a girl. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, like, what do you want? I think whenever a show makes a point to cast a woman um, and then they, they kind of talk about that behind the scenes as being an important decision, I think that's when the backlash starts yeah. because Star Trek fans don't care if it's, if it's a female or male cast because, yeah, Janeway is perfectly fine yeah. and there are female admirals through the whole thing. That's fine. Nobody cares about that. It's when it's a political decision to cast to cast that that's when the backlash happens. There's this and joke about Netflix being so in the um, in the left's <laughs> camp. They're like, oh, of course, there's a black female lead, and the uh, the chief science officer's gay, and the doctor's his lover. Yep, and, yep. and there's, or there's not a the single bridge staff are women. And that's right. There's not a single normal person on there. Everybody has some weird yeah. quirk that yeah. yeah and yeah. I'll I'll say like, there's a lot of white males in that ship too. I don't know why that demographic is freaking out, but it's <laughs> I think it's the the female lead and the two gay characters on the ship has just like, whoa, it's social justice crap. I'm like, it's really good show. Just watch the damn show. Like it's- the Orville has a gay couple as well. Yeah. Like it's yeah. completely, it's not even played up, but it's just yeah. like, it's the future where people are less cunty than you're being right now. Like it's just <laughs> that it. Um, but it's, I really, really, really like it. I was, I was surprised. I was caught off guard by season one being as good as it was. Okay. But, and by the time I watched it, it had been like four months, five months until season two was coming out. So I think that right. kind of killed the hype for me. And then when it finally came out, I think also just being weekly, it's hard just to sit down and do it. But I, because I started rewatching it's it. It's so painful watching things by the week, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I did eight episodes in one day, which is yeah. now why I've had two, two weeks since doing that. And I got one more left for the season. So I'm right. at the stage now where it's like, it's fine. I got one more week <laughs> and I can finish it. But yeah, and it's the budget behind it is so great. Like all those big battles that people like from the Star Trek movies, you're getting in this show. Okay. So you get all the action. Are you getting good sci-fi though? Is it good sci-fi or is it just- I'd say it's or it is it just more of the drama. Okay, so it's a story told in space yes. rather than a space story. But there all is right. still a lot of sci-fi. So Captain Pike, by the time the original series starts, he's gone off the Enterprise. Yeah. Do you know the story with him? He got mutilated and he's in like a box and his face is all distorted and he can't speak and he speaks through beeps. And through the beeps, yeah. <laughs> they played into that in the story. Okay. Pike, because the, the time travel, Pike becomes aware. He has a choice in one of the episodes, like if you go down this path, this will be your future. But if you don't go down this path, we have no hope of defeating control. So he's like, okay. all right, that's what we're doing. Like he's, so he, he sees that he's going to be this mutilated creature that can't speak. And he sacrifices himself anyway. He willingly goes forth yeah. knowing that he's locked his future in. Like, and they, and they, they're not playing counter to the continuity, but people that's arguing good. that the that's technology good. in this show is way too advanced for where it should be. It has to be. You can't make it, you well, can't make you, it look like it did in the 60s. You go onto the Enterprise yeah. and the ship and it looks like, a, it's newer, but it looks yeah. pretty much identical to the Enterprise internals from the original series. But when Pike gets on the Discovery, he's 
so livid that they use hologram technology and he calls up his when he speaks to his his number one he's like I want it gone it's like oh I already know I already got rid of it all and by you know episode 10 when he gets on the ship she's like I removed all the holograms so suddenly they go back to the view screen and stuff and nice. it's like playing into like well, okay. that's how it looked when we had it you know okay so that's clever yeah it's yeah. Yeah. And what's his name? Toby Jones. He normally plays like monsters in movies. He's a very skinny, gangly man. He plays um, the well, the lieutenant or the number two or whatever in, um, on the ship. And he's, right. he's full alien. And it's really quite well done. Like the makeup okay. effects are good. And like okay. just, more people should watch it. Well, I think you've pushed me over the edge. I think yeah. I'm definitely have to, gonna have to give it a chance and if, like, it's, if it's getting your recommendation. The people that are counter to it are the same people on YouTube that are like, oh, yeah, I broke yeah. down this clip and when Michael walks through this corridor, she walks past seven women in uniform, only one gentle, only one man. And I'm like, okay, you literally, you grabbed a scene and just counted yeah. how many background extras were yeah. women. Why do you, what, what are you doing yeah. with your life? Like just watch the fucking show. People will go to that extent and try and make yeah. a point that isn't there. Yeah. yeah, it's the same people I went to war with Captain Marvel against. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> just watch the damn thing. But I mean, Brie Larson kind of opened that door by again. But making, these guys didn't. They did it, nothing to make a show. Her casting wasn't a problem, but she made it. She made it political. Yeah, and that was and that was a, a bad move. Yeah. Whereas this, I don't know, this is a fun time, and I'm very excited. And I, well, I think it's been renewed for season three, which is exciting. But I don't know where it's going to end because they were saying like they want to talk because a lot of people were like with the continuity areas between this and the original series, how's it going to work? I mean, I suspect that they're all going to end up in the future at the end of the season. Okay. Because that, oh, their plan okay. is to get this thing away from control because they can't destroy the ship because now that it's, it's in the ship, it's not letting the ship be destroyed. It's defending itself because the AI itself doesn't yeah. want to die. They're going to see if they can take it to the future so control doesn't get to it. So is do you think that Discovery will um – Play into Picard's new show. I would or, love it too. Or but will I don't they know be what se- separate shows that depends I mean, on how far they jump into the future? Yeah. They were talking about five hundred years, and I think Picard's crew is still alive, while some of the crew of um, Kirk's still alive. So it can't be more than 40, 50 years. But no, I mean, they want to get this thing far away from yeah. control rather than next gen and the original are only like eighty years or a hundred years apart. Not even that, because I think Sulu is in an episode of Next Gen. Oh is he? Oh, yeah, okay, like they actually okay. have cross crossover episodes. I think Scotty appears in an episode too. So they're ah, a lot but older. He was, but, but he was um in in a in a time Not all of them were. No, but he but Scotty was in a stasis for like eighty years or something. Oh no. Yeah. Because I know oh, in um I was it in generations there was a crossover, but Kirk was missing. No, Well, let's just go watch it. Everyone watch it. Um, we'll do socials then because Alex Excellent. isn't here to help us. I'll do Facebook. Go to Facebook. Um, <laughs> now, um, email us at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or want to fight me over Star Trek, I'll do it. Um, and our website, secondtakepodcast.com, where all the things are at. You can find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. And I'll do an actual Facebook thing now that Alex has worked out the formula. It's facebook.com slash Second Take. <laughs> oh, look how difficult that was. All right. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I don't know what movie's coming out next. My timelines are all weird. Talk about Star Trek Generations. What's going on? One of the raids or Avengers or something. Revengers. <laughs> Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.